Give me fuel, give me fire, give me that one shot Can I say something that I think is bullshit? You're a fool, agent. Yes, we sell out. He also told me he was on acid. Now you better wash that mic off. I was gonna fill it up with my own urine. Alcoholica. And I talked about digging a hole in a fucking dirt, smoking hash through the ground. Oh, I don't know. There's all kinds of shit. I'm shower filled with women. Set your ass down, Lara. Shoot a pair of women's legs walking down the street. Eight women washing you down at once, you know. Come up here, Lars points to me. <laughs> And his skin is bubbling like on the Toxic Avenger. Boyfriends and dads looking for me. Ten minutes? Singing along, fucking along, doing the something the fuck along. Here we go! Hey, this is Joe Sib. And you're listening to and podcast for all with my two metal bros, Shane and Jeff. Enjoy. Welcome to a podcast for all. I'm Shane Obershaw. And I'm Jeff Winslow. Jeff, do you think you're pretty north compared to the rest of the guests we've had on the show? Yeah, I'd say so. It's like almost the great white north. And you're a big Rush fan, correct? I am. We are going to a city tonight whose airport code is YYZ. Ooh, heading up to Canada. A. A. Oh, eh? <laughs> uh, we're going to Toronto. Hey, all right, all right. I think you have to be a Maple Leafs fan to live there. It's kind of like the Packers in Green Bay. It's kind of a religion in Toronto, I'm thinking. it. Yeah, I feel like, you know, that's definitely very similar to Packer life. <laughs> I think so. You guys can both talk about your negative wind shields right now because i think you're probably in the minus category oh yeah definitely in the minus category i think in the in the twin cities today our our wind chill was like somewhere in the ballpark of like negative 15 negative 20 something like that oh so balmy tropical yeah you know just like christmas vacation when audrey's eyes are frozen shut isn't it beautiful audrey she'll see it later honey her eyes are frozen That was today. Russ, did you bring the saw? (laughs) Doom. You just hear the noise. And then you see the, 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 what is it? The roots hanging off the front. Yeah, hanging off the front of the uh, front wheel drive sleigh, as he calls it. It's a Taurus wagon. (laughs) Yep. Yep. It's either like a doom, like a really deep kick drum, or it's like a really shitty gong. Yeah, it's something like that. I think it's like a doom. Did you bring a saw? 
By the way, we got a we didn't get uh, it wasn't hate mail, but a hate comment. People are bitching about you and I every week talking about the weather. Oh, good. Well, you know, I was thinking about talking about the weather every single episode because you know that's that's our new our new segment right now, trapped under ice. You just came up with it on the fly, and I love it. I, that's <laughs> that, that's a new. Th- we're, we're going with it. We are now weathermen. We're not podcast hosts. We're weathermen. Well, two weeks ago on our Super Bowl episode, you were watching WCCO and I was watching Wink. Yeah, Wink. So who needs this? You know, we're just meteorologists. We got this all handled. Yeah, I, you know, turn off the Fox, turn off the, the ABC, turn off the whatever. We got this. Your 5.30 morning weather report brought to you by and podcast for all. I think we're on to something. No more Metallica, just wind shields, um, global warming, I mean, hurricane yeah, warnings in Florida. Yeah, you know, severe, you know, deep freezes. You know, I, I'm pretty sure the people in like Texas and Oklahoma and like anywhere down south, they're like freaking out. They have no idea what to do right now. I was in Dallas five days ago. Thank God I'm not there now. Five days ago, it was 25 degrees, and it was almost a state of emergency. The place was just a ghost town. Oh, yeah. It's like that King of the Hill episode when they get snow and they declare a propane emergency. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't watched that show in years, but something tells me you have an excellent Boomhauer Boomhauer impersonation. You know, I can't really do Boomhauer all too well. Really? it's 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 a lot of mumbling. I can... I'll tell you what, I can do a little more Hank. <laughs> Put that Game Boy down, Bobby. I'll tell you what. And to think that Hank used to be Anderson from Beavis and Butthead. Yeah, Beavis and Butthead, yep. God. What I remember most about that is Anderson hired Beavis and Butthead to dig his in-ground pool out, and they were digging the hole with golf clubs. Yep. <laughs> and Beavis is like, Anderson's tools suck. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's classic. I'm gonna have to go back and watch some of those old episodes. That's probably a twenty year old twenty year episode. Here we are in twenty twenty one. Oh that's easy, probably a yeah. twenty five year old episode. <laughs> yeah, I mean that was early to mid nineties for sure. Anderson's tools suck. Almost thirty years old. Imagine that. Uh, I ran out of time today because I was high in the sky. Another piece of news. It it hasn't been long. We got to get the legal team involved. So cue up the Judge Judy uh, theme music here. Uh oh, here we go. Enter the courtroom. You are about to enter the courtroom of Judge Judith Scheindlin. The people are real. The cases are real. The rulings are final. This is Judge Judy. We love all our uh, friends at other Metallica podcast locations, but a newer podcast, guess what section they have come up with? What have we, I mean, they come up with? A dream set list, Mr. Jeff Winslow. Huh, imagine that. (laughs) I think we should be collecting some royalties. Yeah, we definitely uh, we need to call the lawyers. Uh, you know, get the same people that were involved with the whole Napster lawsuit. I think we got this one. Case, we might not even need the legal team. Just you and I fighting our case. We got this. 
not only are we podcast hosts, we're weathermen and we're fucking lawyers too. <laughs> Jack of all trades. Brought to you by WCCO and Wink NBC. We are Jack of all trades. This is the house that Jack built. I'm Bam. I'm, I'm starting to think that. So uh, the podcast that is asking other people, yes, they are bringing other people on and talking about their dream set lists. Uh, Jeff and I are flattered by your, what would you call that? Motion or movement or? Yeah, what, what, what's that saying? Imitation is the greatest form of flattery. I'll take That's it. exactly what I was trying to think of today, and I couldn't think of it. That's spot on. You know what? Just for that, we'll give him a golf clap. Ah. And that's all, folks. Enough of our babble. Are you ready to go to YYZ? Insert Rush drum solo right here. You know, we're either going to have to insert a, a Rush sample for Canada or the Strange Brew theme music because I love Bob and Doug McKenzie. Right. So either or, I'm good with that. My favorite Rush song, I think we've mentioned this before, Time Stands Still. That's a great song. It's, a, it's not well known. I love it. It's a little bit more on their, their uh, I don't want to say poppy side, but a little more the 80s kind of you know synth wave but i love that era you know subdivisions and and whatnot though there were some really good jams at that time our super bowl episode a couple weeks ago we talked about kiss way more than metallica maybe we should have a rush week and we can bring our guests back from yyz you know we could do that or we could just keep pissing off our fans and keep talking about kiss (laughs) i think they're digging it got a lot of good mail a lot of good comments there's going to be haters out there but you gotta you gotta rock the, the lick it up in the psycho circus every once in a while you know what? They hate us because they ain't us. You are just full of lines tonight, man. <laughs> I think you should be color commentary and I'll just be the play-by-play guy. No, man. I'm just I'm just the background guy here. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> All right, Jeff. Enough of our babble. You ready to rock this? Let's do it, man. Let's bring him in. Uh, this is maybe one of your nightmares. Two drummers in the same conversation. Are you? Can you handle that heaviness? <laughs> yes, I can handle it. As he pauses his screen on squadcast.fm and just you basically disappeared just like Tom Cruise. <laughs> All the way from YYZ Toronto, Canada. Insert old Canada national anthem clip. We bring you Mr. Derek Petrella. What's up, Derek? Hey guys, how are you? We are doing excellent, man. Are you ready to compare your weather in Toronto with uh, Jeff's Minnesota nightmare, dude? Yeah, we're pretty close today. We got a we got a hell of a storm that came in this morning. Yeah, man, I'm over this whole winter thing. I'm trying to convince my lady to move us in the family down south. You know, get out of this whole Great White North thing. But you know, we got family that lives here, and it's it's hard to move away from that. But you know, on days and weeks like it's been where it's you know you wake up and it's negative 10 negative 15 degrees outside that's just not enjoyable and it's sad to say you know you're used to the winter time when you take your trash out in the morning and it's negative 15 and there's no breeze and you're like oh this isn't so bad as long as there's no breeze this ain't so bad and then you realize no that's that's terrible nobody should ever say that or you try to do it quick enough that you don't put a coat on or a jacket and you just go out in the t-shirt and you're like oh it's not too bad. 
Yep, that's exactly what I do. I'll run out with my slippers on and my T-shirt, and I run out. I'm like, okay, that's not bad. And then the moment I have to go to work, I'm outside for like two seconds, and I'm like, this is terrible. What am I doing? Yeah, I agree. Derek, we've, we uh, our paths crossed on the good old Instagram. There's a page called uh, Derek the Drummer that's also associated with my Metallica collection. How did these things uh, come about? Uh, I started uh, a Metallica collection page last March when we were all very, very bored uh, right. sitting at home. So I did a daily piece, um, yeah, starting back in March, and I kind of just went with it. And then um, I started posting drum covers at the same kind of around the same time. And uh, I figured to start another page and kind of start them up on there. What was first, Orion or Blackened? Or is that kind of the same time? Blackened was the first one up. Awesome. And as a drummer myself, I p- pay very close attention to the because some people cheat on that and they don't get the right kick pattern straight going from the snare up to the rack toms and you nailed it. So I watched the rest. I'm like, yep, very legit, very nicely done. That makes me happy. Thank you. <laughs> part is done right i'll continue watching if he doesn't do the first part i'm out and that's it there's three different ways of playing i'm like this guy's got it i gotta talk to him yeah you can't you have to study you know the almighty lars so closely to get it done so and that uh studying came from seattle 89 and there's a very good clean version of that from uh Nimes. Yes. Oh, uh, nine France in the Coliseum. That's right. That's yep. right. Great takes of that. And then I saw your Orion flawless. Thank you. Uh, I think you should just do every song they have and just take this till the year, what, 2052 and you might get them all by then. Yeah, I was, you know what? It was funny that you say that. Cause I started a TikTok page as well because they're, um, they don't take my videos down. So I was going to do, basically like a minute clip of every song on every album leading up to today. So start That's a great idea. Yeah, start with kill and all the way up to, well, by the time I get there, who knows it'll be out, but you know what I mean? When you do hit the lights, all I want is the, the- <laughs> and then go right into four horse. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> or we can do the cheating version of uh, how they do it live, right? And then you kick it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but just for lights, I don't want any notes. I just want just the wash. Hey, I like some of their quote unquote lazy versions live. Like I like the way that Lars does the fill into Creeping Death now better than before. You know, and it's just the da 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 right into it. Just the way he kicks into it, I just feel like it's so simple. Yeah, I just like the right into it. I feel like like how he does it and through the never. I feel like it the simplicity of it. It just has a lot of power going into that. It goes Yeah, and he also does that so much easier, but it's powerful. That's right. And he does that fill like eight times in a row in that song as well. Halfway through. (laughs) My favorite. Yeah, Lars is kind of, you know, he's 
He's turned into the Angus Young of drummers. You know, he's got his same three licks that he plays over and over again or fills or beats, whatever you want to call it. I'm sorry. I don't know your your drummer talk. Yeah. <laughs> stick to your six string down there in the corner, Jeffrey. Yeah, I can play a seven string too. <laughs> you could probably play any string and make it sound good. You know, but those, all three of us talk about those fills that kind of started around the late 90s when kind of the fills to creep and like master of puppets changed but think about when you heard those in the 90s and now you hear them now they're almost iconic as what the record fills are totally agree on that absolutely it, it fits in with each generation of what they were doing live you know Lars got to that point where he was like you know why overwork myself <laughs> or risk screwing it up right <laughs> right or risk screwing it up fair enough you know i can i think derek and i can both relate to that you're playing something you're just in a different mindset you know something that's solid that sounds heavy and keeps the time and it still works and there's probably a part of that when we've played two and a half, three hour shows that fatigue does set in. There's an easier way of playing something heavy that 99% of the diehards aren't really going to notice that is different. Yeah, very true. Or something just doesn't feel right on the kit or something true. slipped and you got to kind of improvise or, you know, you can't risk it. So, Or an equipment malfunction where you can get away with a couple different fills for a minute or so until something gets fixed and nobody knows yep or get rid of your ride altogether use a china for everything and (laughs) (laughs) that is very true yeah there there is that option too there is that option i loved the load reload era because there was a true ride on his kit my all-time favorite era well let's get into that um first of all when did you come on board derek and uh what's your top memory that still remains um, I came on board. I first heard Ride the Lightning when I was like seven, seven or, seven or eight. Yeah, it was my, my friend's older brother was playing it and it just, I, it just hooked me right there. And then, um, nine years old, picked up the drums and, um, here we are. And you're how old now, Derek? I'll be 40 next, next week. Oh my God, you and I are uh, very close in age. That's when I consider myself over the hill. And then maybe I'll be playing the cheap Lars fills because I can't keep up anymore. Well, as long as we can keep our chops going, we'll, we'll be fine. Well, when he's pushing 60 and still rocking it, I, I think we still got some good years left in us. That's true. That's true. You look at the Stones drummer, right? He can't hit the hi-hat and the snare at the same time anymore. So it's kind of... That is true, and I think he. How old is he, Jeff? About one hundred and ninety-four. Yeah. Uh, one hundred ninety-five, I think. Okay, I lost count. <laughs> and still rocking football stadiums. That's right. <laughs> like it's nothing. <laughs> no one's paying attention to those details. Your favorite era of cunning stunts? Uh, yeah, I think it was like you know, the the mid to late nineties is when I was old enough to buy the records and and go to shows and buy tickets on my own kind of thing. Um, you know, old enough to go that parents didn't have to worry to go to a, to a concert. So, and then the touring schedule they had around those years were just insane. Like almost every night. Yeah. Like in 98, I saw them twice in a week and a half. And then I saw them again near the end of the year. It's like three times in one year's. First time you saw him was in 98? No, 92. 
Oh, damn. That was early. Yeah, I don't remember it much, but my older cousin brought me uh, in Hamilton. Okay. And uh, yeah, it was the Black Tour. Didn't know what was going on. Like I said, just kind of jumped on the ride around, uh, you know, 90, 91. So the Black Album came out and then I uh, got to see them, luckily, on that tour. Indoors, in the round, OG Snake Pit? Yep. Very cool. Yeah. So drum, drum solo, guitar solo, bass <laughs> solo. <laughs> check it out, Toronto. Check it out. Check it yeah. out. Check it out, Toronto. <laughs> Lots of solos in that area. Lots of solos, yeah. But dude, just think you got the the long Jason solo. Was Kirk doing that deep purple jam? Uh, you know what? Honestly, I, I was like 11 or 12. I, I couldn't okay. honestly answer. Yeah, that'd be tough to remember. But you probably remember the drum solo. Yeah, of course. Absolutely. And, and James's drum solo. And now you try to replicate it, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Jeff. Right? Yep. I love that solo. <laughs> Never gets old. So if you saw in 92, Derek, something tells me that uh, you witnessed the old cunning stunts era. Yes, absolutely. That in Toronto? Uh, I did the uh, Hamilton show. Okay. And I did the Buffalo Darien Lake. Okay. Uh, that was in 98, 97. I did the uh, the poor touring me. And then 98 was poor retouring me. That's when I met them in Buffalo. All in the uh, the Reload Sheds tour? Yeah, yeah, with Jerry Cantrell and uh, Days of the New, I think it was. God, that's a good show. That's yeah. a whole lineup. Yeah. That's when they were doing the uh, the acoustic songs in the middle. Totally was, yep. And, yeah, Jerry Cantrell did like a half set of Alice in Chains songs because we had everyone but Lane in it, right? So, Oh, dude. That was special. Yeah, that would have been cool. That had to be solid. Even Days in the New back then was, that was when they, I mean, they were short-lived, but huge that year. Yeah, I think, I, if I remember correct, I think Lars had a huge boost in their, obviously being on tour with them, but like just promoting them like crazy. Huge. He tends to do that. Yeah, he's been knowing to do that a few yeah. times. <laughs> like when you call up the sword that nobody knows and goes, Hey, you're going to open for us for the next two years. You ready? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I've seen uh, I've seen some some pretty memorable shows and and you know a lot of one offs. Like I went to the uh, Garage Tour in Toronto in '98. That was that the last tour, the last show of that year. Jeff, maybe our fifth guest that saw one of the limited Garage Inc. shows. What are the chances? You know. That was crazy. Thinking, Remember some of the songs from that night? You know what? I think I saved the set list today. Because Dude. I went back to look at them and I couldn't believe some of the songs that are on there. If you tell Jeff that they played It's Electric, he's going to just hang up right now. <laughs> Let me see here. They had, uh, yeah, they had a uh, cover band play all Metallica songs before and then they played all cover songs. Yeah. And no, It's Electric was not on there. I'm pretty sure the only time they've ever played that was when they did the 30th anniversary shows. I think it was. You're right. Really? I think I think they did yeah. it one they did it one of the nights I 
I'm not going to try and guess what night it is because I will get corrected on it, but it was one of the nights I think they only did it one time. And they had, the, they had the singer of... Yeah, Diamond Head originally did it. I'm going to look it up. Knowing how big of its electric fan Jeff is, I believe every word you just said. <laughs> God, I thought they played that on the on that garage promo tour, but uh, they wanted to play Whiskey in the Jar instead. That's, that's sad. <laughs> It's electric. Here we go. Total. It just came to me. Performances. Yep, one time. One time. Night one of uh, Fillmore. I missed it by one day. Oh, man, that's such a bummer. Down the highway I go. Gotta get the stars from my prime. Make it a rock and roll show. Such a good jam. It totally is. What were the... Uh, the big rare songs for you that you got to hear that night? The the big rare, well, when the record was just out, right? So Saber Cadaver, Whiskey, and Merciful Merciful Fate was the was the live debuts. Awesome. Yeah, and then they did, um, you know, they did The I Prince, Small Hours, Bread Fan on Encore 2. Oh, fuck yeah. Hey, that's <laughs> fine because it's at the end of the set, not at the beginning. <laughs> They didn't open with bread fan. What? Although, the, uh, sorry, go ahead. I was going to ask what they opened with, but I have a hunch it was die, darling. It's die, die, yeah. Gotcha. Fuck yeah, Jeff, bread fan. Yeah. So I went to the Opera House show in Toronto for the the warm up uh, Hardwire tour. Yes, I remember. And they faked uh, playing Hit the Lice and went into bread fan to open. Faked lights, Jeff, and said, "Nope, bread fan time." They had to have done it for you. I'm making the same face that our bass player Pizzle would be making too. He'd be, he'd... and the noise he <laughs> would make would be, <sighs> so Jeff, just like that. <laughs> Jeff, why do you hate that as an opener so much? <laughs> it's, it's, it's funny. Now it's actually become more of just. Uh, amazing just for just for argument's sake but years and years ago i i don't remember exactly how the whole conversation started but we were out on tour and we were opening with that song and my bass player and i literally just kind of did that and we told shane that we just did not think that bread fan was a good opener it's not that it's a bad song it's not that it's i definitely don't mind playing it at all even listening to it but just as an opener, just not our thing. I don't know. I just don't feel it as the opener. <laughs> was this going back? Bef- like, how how long ago was this? Oh, we've had this ongoing Decade. argument about it being an opener for yeah, probably <laughs> six to seven years now. Okay, I was gonna say because ninety, like late nineties. That's they open with it all the time. A lot. Yeah, yeah, and you know, I mean, Those especially when tour they were, every night. Yeah. Right, well, when, when you're promoting, you know, Garage Inc. and you're playing a lot of covers and all that, you know, I mean, uh, I don't think it's the best song off of Garage Inc. that could be the opener, but it's it's definitely one of the better ones. It's not like you're going to go up there and open with Page or Tuesday's Gone or some shit or Astronomy, which, right. speaking of, they've never played Astronomy live, and I am dying to hear them play that someday. I am a huge Blue Oyster Cult fan, and I would true. Love to, I'd love to hear them play that song. Derek, walk us through how they faked, hit the lights, and then it went into bread fan. Did they do the debt? Yeah, they did that. 
and then stopped and then went right into breath in. They kind of looked at each other and then went right into the right into the rip. It was great. That would psych everybody out. <laughs> yeah. And in the background, you had Mike Presley going, boo! <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't at that show. I'll have to dig that up and I'll send it to you, Jeff. That's got to be... Everyone had to be psyched out by that first drum. That, yeah. You know, just for that alone, I would accept Bread Fan as the opener just because that's something rare and special that you're not going to see again. I'll send you guys the link. Uh, awesome. Because someone just... They they posted like soundboard audio bootleg in the past month or so with the full show. That was also the show that James played Fade to Black twice instead of one. That's right. Same notes and he started the wrong song. They finally released it because when they put out the, the actual copy, they edited that out. I do remember that. <laughs> that was awesome. There were some times, uh, I want to say it was 94 and 95 where ecstasy of gold would end and then this voice would come on the PA and go attention concert goers due to the recent death of heavy metal Metallica has been canceled please drive home safely and they let it sit for like four or five seconds and you can hear people like what yeah what the fuck and then James backstage goes fuck you you fucking son of a bitch Brad fan (laughs) and the place just fucking they just tear it apart I totally remember that too memories that's when james is swearing too great banter man right (laughs) yeah james doesn't really like to swear all that much you know i thought it'd be it'd be funny to get a comparison on what was what would be the the worst of the two of his banter is it from the kill them all for one tour or was it from from the saint anger tour as much as i love the saint anger era his his banter was not very good during that era. And I mean, I know he was going through some shit and he just wanted to like love his fans, but like having this whole, like, give me an M, give me an E like, dude, we're not fucking cheerleaders here, bro. Just start the goddamn song. Maybe you're in voting for all sometimes should include banter. Hey, maybe it should, maybe it should tonight. That would be great. Cause like you said earlier, Lars has his like album to, you know, later in the career, Phil's James also had that fill in the, you know, in between That's true. banters that he did every show. You got fills and banter that have evolved over 40 years. That's a, that's a good point. Yeah. Very good point. What do you got tonight, Jeffrey? Well, you know, now I kind of want to do the banter because I feel like that nope. we're, we're nope. already on this discussion. Nope. Well, I don't know if I'm ready for this yet. <laughs> I'll, t- I'll send you my own hate train mail <laughs> I'll say it's from YYZ yeah exactly exactly every airport in Canada starts with a Y did you know that Derek yeah I did actually I don't know why I did that uh, and I have no idea yeah it is so weird well tonight on end voting for all 
we are taking it to live concerts here. Ooh. So what we are going to be voting on is Binge and Purge, Seattle 89 versus San Diego. Oh, wow. Dude. And now I'm really glad that I didn't choose Cunning somewhere in this because I know how big of a fan you are of Cunning, and I feel like that would have been the automatic choice. So I'm glad I ended up going with this one. Yeah. A couple couple weeks back, we posted something that said... Down the road, Shane and Jeff are going to do some commentary, and there was a poll on Instagram that said either Seattle or Cunning, and we got totally ripped apart for even putting Cunning on the board. So now it's time for redemption, even though everyone knows where Shane and I stand on this side of it, but... Yeah, but I... I want to see. Like where I said I else thought did. it would be close, just like I thought pulling teeth and Orion would be close, and uh, we see where that got me. <laughs> <laughs> I think this one will be a little bit closer of a vote. She said it's Seattle '89 versus San Diego '92. Yes, sir. This is uh, video and audio. Yes, this is the binge and purge okay. concert. Yeah, that's that's a tough one. I knew this week was going to be a thinker. It's a think piece. <laughs> you know why this is hard for Derek? Because he saw that tour and he's like, Yeah, I think I have to go with 92 on this. Okay, okay. Wow. And what are your reasonings for that, other than the fact that you were a part of that? That was that was just part of my my childhood, almost that box set. Like that, you're right. Like you just open it up. I still I have it right behind me, the VHS one. Did you naturally watch San Diego more than you watched Seattle? I think so, just because again it was closer to, you know, like the the black album there and and mm-hmm. part of that kind of culture there like you probably know. felt a little bit more current too you know especially at the time is like totally. right, this is this is a little bit more of the you know the latest and greatest yeah i was 10 when the record came out so so yeah i was i would go with, with 92 okay derek was 10 years old going yo waitress get your ass over here yeah <laughs> so shane would you still have to uh think about it or do you, do you have your answer? What you know you where my heart is on this one. I know. It's it's Seattle. But when, if you broke it down into categories, God, the audio from San Diego is so damn good. But the visual aspect of Seattle is so damn, damn good. I, I totally agree with that one. Yeah. And I, I just, I feel like overall the Justice Tour is the best era for James's vocals, without a doubt. Yeah. You know, it's funny because if you think of all these like pros and cons and categories, the three of us could come up with twenty categories about two live shows. Easily, San San Diego is amazing because it's, I mean, God, it's a, feels like it's five hours long, and it's like, all right, I just got home from school popping in these vhs's and this will take me till dinner time <laughs> that could be it too that the length of it you're right the length the the banter the camera angles the the drum solos and 
God, they do about four encores, it seems like. Yeah, exactly. But then 89, you have them like playing at like 320 beats per minute, the whole set. <laughs> and you have thing that should not be. And, you know, you, you just, you have, and he plays all. black and flawlessly yeah. at a incredible tempo right out of the gate. Incredible speed. You're right. That was that was before they were certified millionaires, so they still had to work for them sandwich <laughs> monies. It's like whoa! And at that time period, they were still doing, you know, the full blackened song. They didn't cut out that little weird middle part that they don't Very play true. now. They did the full solo, full song. I mean. Obviously, you know, I'll pick Seattle over San Diego all day. Not that San Diego isn't just as good, but just for my own personal reasons, it's it's definitely got to be Seattle. But that's, I mean, I think this one amongst the voters out there, this one is going to be pretty close. Derek, uh, drummer question, mm-hmm. Justice Kit or Black Era Kit? Oh, um... Wow. We've got we've got a, a gray kit and we've got a white kit with some pretty badass black hardware. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? And again, for personal reasons, I saw both kits at the Orion uh, Museum. Yes. And the white kit has to go for the win. And you got your picture taken behind it, right? Of course. <laughs> Absolutely. Of course. I couldn't get over how beat up that fucker was. <laughs> right. But then I thought, well, it's been around the world 300 times. My kit would probably look like that, too. Yeah, everything in there was was pretty beat up. Did you notice they even had the the Black Elm kit where we could take our picture? They even had his cup holder hardware set yeah. up? Yeah, I totally did. <laughs> he needs to just... Oh, it's awesome. For one show, he needs to dust off one of those old kits, set it up, and play it one more time. <laughs> that would be fantastic. Even if he brings it out in like the the ninety four setting where he only had the two rack toms and the two floor toms, just to bring that white kit back out one more time would be classic. Didn't he bring and that trigger out? Trigger it. Yeah, on a on a, yeah. a red show. <laughs> Didn't he cut the kit down to two up and two down? Yeah, I thought I saw that once, and it, it was like one of the like I don't think it was the Grammys. It was one of the award shows, and he he it it was when he still had the full top rack and the full bottom but on that okay. show specific he only had the two top and then the two the two down on a tv show the black elm kit yeah it was it was around there or maybe with, that's when he started trimming it down but i remember seeing it in that in that time frame like this is this looks weird i can't think of the tv show i can think of the vhs i have of like donnington that was kind of that first two rack two Stripped floor down. and like and like that ninety nine, well, it could have been a European um, a talk show or a European music award show, something like that. And it seemed like when he stripped down to having two racks, like three chinas, like were added to the kit for a couple years, and it was just kind of a weird. There was like a, a ton of crashes on the right, and like three different sized chinas, and then that went away like a year later. Yeah, that's when the china started to to sprout. Goodbye ride. We got China. That's right. We go. Goodbye ride. Hey, let me ask you guys something here. Since we yeah, since we were talking about the poll on the on that that black kit, did you never notice the rear view mirror that he had? Yes. 
for about a year or so. What was that for? Uh, you mean like I, about 10, 10 years ago? Yeah, it was when they had the fans on stage. But and then they, he had also it. used it when they were, when they had a catwalk behind him too. I was just gonna say, yeah, when they had the big catwalk. Was that basically to see where the guys were, or was that something different for him? I think part of it was when James was up on the catwalk with something. I think it could have been something for what was on the big jumbotrons behind him. I don't know if it had something to do with his tech or some cue that we'd never think about, but yeah, it was that cheesy chrome mirror yeah. that hung off of you know the 17-inch crash on the left. I was like, dude, you putting that kid in reverse or what? <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, you're a driving instructor. Why do you need an external mirror like that? It's in case you're backing up. You know, you got to see. He's got to be able to see his traffic coming up on the on the right side there. He's got to see if James is coming on up. Got to back that Taba up. <laughs> right, Lars has got to put his turn signal on before he changes lanes. So when Jimmy pulls it back in, he knows the gates are open behind him. <laughs> it's got a beep on it, too, when he backs up. Hey, the gates are a good point on that catwalk stage they have. Very true. Yeah, right behind him. That was his little, his little uh, sneak away plan there. He called it the cockpit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> his official cockpit hangout. <laughs> And voting for all, Seattle 89 versus San Diego 1992. Polls open tomorrow, Thursday. Polls close late, late Thursday with results Friday. Jeff is guessing this is going to be close. I think it's going to be close. And my prediction is, and it's not just for personal reasons, but I think Seattle is going to take the cake. Not by much, but I think Seattle is going to win. Well, since we're talking Seattle and San Diego for our set list. Derek, have you come prepared with your Dream No More set list? I did. And let me tell you, this put a lot of stress on my day. <laughs> <laughs> now he sounds like Pizzle. <laughs> you know, every week we get a comment like that and it's like, I'm I'm just shocked at how stressful this is because people put a lot of work into this and it's awesome. It, I, I had it starting it and it's like, nope, start over. Start over. I have a, a, so a couple drafts. Yeah, oh yeah. I have a, a good friend of mine, James, too, and he <laughs> I told him I was doing this. He's like, it's impossible. Just impossible it's to impossible. do. Yeah. <laughs> it's impossible. It's like, impossible need- until you write it out and you're like, all right, this is it. As soon as I got my set list done, I'm looking at it, going through it, and I'm like, all right. I'm like, this is it. This is the one I want to hear. I mean, there you go. You know it as soon as you see it, too. You look at it and you're like, yep, this will. That'll do, don't You know when you're comfortable with it so you can click publish. That's how much work you put into this, right? Yeah, yeah. And there's there's so many factors. It's like, is it a song that you've never heard before? Is there a song that you've heard, but it's that good? Is there a song that they'll never, ever do, but you want to put it on the set list? So True. Very true. There's a little bit of everything in my in my list here. Did you come up with a dream venue for your dream No More set list? No, I didn't. Uh oh, dude! It's the Sky Dome or the Blue Jays play. We it's, know this. The Sky Dome sounds <laughs> terrible. <laughs> that sounds like that sounds like seeing them at the Metrodome. Yeah. It's about the same thing. <laughs> I've been to the Sky Dome for for baseball games. I have not seen a show there yet. Yeah, it's fine for sports. Terrible for concerts. Right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. 
So we have to dedicate this Dream No More set list to our friends in another Metallica podcast who call theirs the Dream set list section. At least they didn't rip us off completely because that would have been plagiarism. Oh, wait, we took our name from... Oh, whoops. <laughs> oh, wait, we play in a Metallica tribute band and we also were fans of other Metallica podcasts and said, hey, we can do this too. <laughs> One big Metallica family, right? Oh, we're all family here. All right, Derek, let it rip, man. All right, so we have, obviously, Long Way to the Top and Ecstasy of Gold to open. That okay. will always have to stay, no matter what. And my number one opener, because for some reason, I was always on the off dates when they played this on the Hardwire Tour, was be Spit, Spit Out the Bone. Wow. To open. As an opener. With the tape and pyro and the whole get everyone going. So ecstasy tape into spit tape. Yep. Just like they do with hardwire tape, but spit tape. Sure. Jeff, did you ever think that our number one song so far would be Spit Out the Bone? I did not, and I'm glad it's spit, not apocalypse. (laughs) (laughs) You're just talking about our beef last week with... Tommy from the uh, Beverly Hills area. <laughs> hey, it's warm out there. It's true. Spit out the bone. I like that's a hell of an opener. Number two, right into Fight Fire with Fire. Does it have a tape or are we just going right into... Right into it. Yeah, right into it. Okay. During the end of Fight Fire, is Rob singing backup vocals where he goes... The gods are laughing. (laughs) (laughs) He does like a a ninja noise. I thought for sure Jeff was going to bring that up before me because anytime we talk about fight, Jeff always does that Rob laugh. Yep, every time. It's kind of of there all the time now. (laughs) It is. It's comical. Like, you know it's coming and you're like, there it is. Yeah. Yeah. Just like just like the the fills, Rob's backup vocals have become legendary in its own too. That's perfect. Classic. <laughs> Which fits because my next song is Creep. Gotta have Creep. Short intro like cutting stunts or regular intro? No, just like just like cutting stunts. Like right. That's getting technical, but I knew you would know what we're talking about. Yeah, absolutely. I like the cunning intro. Yeah. Okay. It's a drummer thing. Yeah. (laughs) And then I have to put some load reload era in this set, of course. So we're going to go with Prince Charming for four. Oh my God, again. What? How does this keep happening? Fourth slot is Prince Charming. How does this song keep getting brought back up? Like, we've gone all these episodes and you barely hear anything about Prince Charming. Then all of a sudden, season three, bam, Prince Charming, Prince Charming, Prince Charming. It's a great song. It is. It's an amazing song. You know, when we got into this, it wouldn't surprise me when people said Ain't My Bitch and Outlaw. But I never thought it we'd have. I. This is episode eight. And we've had four Prince Charmings. That really surprises me. 
yeah, anything like Prince Charming, Where the Wild Things Are, Ronnie, any of those types of songs, I would not expect to be brought up multiple times. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hell, even yeah. even once was the first time we heard Prince Charming. The first, you know, we were like, wow, that's a rare song. And then it comes up again and then again. But I love it. Awesome. Um, so the next one maybe you'll like. And this, again, is for the for the reason of it's never going to happen again. But we're going to put in the other new song. <laughs> the other <laughs> Like whoa, whoa, whoa! Yeah. Oh yeah, that whoa, one. Whoa, whoa, whoa! That only Jeff, like. I love how you just started singing. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> only like what the Korean some of the shows yep. in Korea. Yep, they did in Korea four times only, and that's the only reason. Just to say you saw it. Right. So the the new song had like the end of the line intro, correct? Yeah. Yes. And it was tuned down. Yes. The other new song was the song you just sang, the Korea version. Yeah, the as I call it, I always called that the kill 'em all, kill 'em all song. Because to me, just the way that song starts off, it has a very like kill feel to it. If I remember right, on the set list, it was actually called like Vultures. Yeah, Rob mispronounced it at one show. He, he, I can't remember what he called it. It was supposed to be called Vultures, but he said something. It was like Vulturious or something. Vulture, like that. Yeah, yeah, right. it's some super weird. <laughs> But. We have the wrong bass. Well, I am the right bass player. <laughs> I am the right bass player. <laughs> Don't lie. You had to brush your hair. <laughs> oh, Jeff, you're going to have to dig that clip up now. No, I'm ready for that. Insert right here. We're going to have the new song and the other new song in this episode. What's up? We had the wrong bass guitar out. It was not detuned, but we will get the right bass player. Oh, sorry. I am the right bass player. <laughs> that guy right there. Hang on a second. Sorry. And remember, we can't fuck it up because it doesn't exist. We're writing as we're going along. Actually, it's supposed to go like this. Tell the truth, you had to brush your hair. It sounds better with bass, check it out. This is amazing. All right, song six. Six. Uh, Die, Die, My Darling. That might be a first. It is. I was going to say, I don't think we've had that one yet. It's a short song, and it just punches you in the face when they kick in. It's so to the point and kind of a punk song in an hour and an hour, a minute and what, 50 seconds, it's over. Yeah, exactly. Love it's it. definitely uh, a punk song. Yeah. I love playing that. Chris, our singer, doesn't like playing that because he's like, it's just constant lyrics you got to spit out, and it's hard to open up when you're just constantly spitting out words. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. It's it's definitely out of their, their wheelhouse in a way, just how it you know besides the other covers that they do but they do it so well i'm guessing astronomy is coming next on his list no it's not it's not <laughs> shocker so, yeah i apologize for that maybe next year maybe yeah, next, better year, luck yeah. next year yeah same time next year 
But I did have its electric on here, and I removed it. So sorry, Jeff. Aww. Jeff, so close. I hope you didn't replace it with bread fan. You did. No, bread fan's not on here. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude. Delete. No. First, for seven and eight, I had uh, play the Unforgiven tape into Unforgiven two. After Unforgiven two goes into Unforgiven three acoustic version. <laughs> wow. That uh, that's amazing, but I'm laughing because Derek <laughs> has not heard last week's guest Tommy. I didn't know. <laughs> so, after Darling, is it Unforgiven One into Unforgiven Two? No, Unforgiven Two into Unforgiven Three acoustic version. Yeah, it's just tape into oh, two. I'm sorry, I didn't hear three. that. Yeah, sorry. So it's tape into two. So the regular horn into Unforgiven Two. Yep. And then acoustic Unforgiven Three. Yeah. <laughs> Almost like Tommy last week with the Unforgiven trilogy. <laughs> Holy shit. I had Unforgiven Medley and I took it out. <laughs> medley. Yeah. <laughs> here, let's just create something here real quick. I'm pretty sure he created Dude, something too that didn't exist. I've never thought of a medley. I mean, Kill Ride Injustice, classic, but. Right. Metallica might want to hear that, Derek, because that could be one hell of a medley. That would be something. Yeah. And their 40th is coming up. Like, come on. God. Jeff. Jeff, right now on the spot, what parts would you mix into a medley? Um, so let's see. Obviously, if we're going to do the Unforgiven trilogy, it's got to start with Unforgiven 1 intro. Uh... We'll do intro, verse, chorus. Wow, you got this figured out quickly. And then at the end of the first chorus, instead of going back into the din, 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 like the main little mm-hmm. riff, it goes into the main riff, riff of Unforgiven 2. It goes in, yeah, to the riff, what the, twangy riff the, right. the twangy riff into that. Starts off into that, play that a little bit. I don't, man, mixing in three in there is going to be tough because it's in a little bit of a different, you know. My only requirement, the solo has to be from the first one. Yeah, I could agree with that. As much as I love the solo in the second one, and Unforgiven 2 has always been my favorite, uh, the solo in one is definitely the most iconic, without a doubt. For sure. So, Unforgiven 2 into Unforgiven 3 acoustic that's that's cool i like the creativity thank you is is kirk playing that ugly ass purple 12 string that i can't stand (laughs) oh god it was terrible (laughs) and then they auctioned it off for about 40k yeah (laughs) worth more like 40 (laughs) dollars with them matching shoes oh the converse (laughs) yeah here who wants a pair of kirk size six six (laughs) purple sparkles (laughs) right (laughs) a 12 string ltd is going to be forty thousand dollars someone has way too much money right now right i remember seeing that i was crazy all right so we almost had the trilogy but i uh i like where that went that was cool yeah and then so because it's an acoustic version into that will fade into fixer number nine uh acoustic fixer 
No, no, no. Like the because Unforgiven Three is the acoustic, it kind of will trail off and then the, the build up into Fixer. Yeah. Okay. Tape or wow, swell. <laughs> okay. Yeah. The real deal. The real deal. So cool. They did it in soundcheck once. There's a there's a <laughs> clip there. Wow. And it sounded great. It's amazing. It's like we talked about that last week too, Derek. You'll hear Did that you tomorrow really? on the new episode. Right. Yeah, awesome. yeah, the episode is posted tomorrow, and literally we talk I'm about fucking believable. No spoilers. So, <laughs> imagine. But I feel that. like I feel like he's heard that episode. That's how much shit we've talked about with him from last week. Literally, it's pretty incredible. Let's see what see if there's anything else. It's the Molson Ice Beer Party with Veruca <laughs> Salt and uh, Hole. That's right, and Moist. Don't forget the Canadian band Moist. You're right. You that is correct. They were there. I love that name. It's because us Metallica family members, all of us, we kind of think alike. So yeah, oh, that's exactly God. it. <laughs> that's, that's what connected tr- Shane and I right there. I'm not right. uh, very on true. <laughs> That'd be a hell of a trivia question. Moist. I bet nine out of ten would not get that. I wouldn't have gotten that one. That makes two oh. of us. I'll admit that one. I wouldn't have got that one. I remember reading it, but if you asked me that on the spot, I would. I'd fucking crumble. It's just All right, the weird, fi- weirdest lineup ever. All right, Fixer goes into astronomy, right? Nope, Fixer goes into attitude. Attitude. <laughs> Great song. That's one of the. That's one of my favorite songs on Reload. It came on shuffle the other day. I probably haven't listened to that song in years. That's funny that you said that because I literally last week it was like Thursday. I think it was. Great I was, song. I was listening through Reload. Just because I don't often listen to Metallica, I'm not going to lie. I really, on a daily basis, don't listen to them unless I'm trying to just listen to some rare shit that I don't normally listen to. And I was like, you know what? I need to listen to some of the deep cuts on Reload. And Attitude was actually the first song that I decided to play off that album. And I'm like, man, I forgot how good of a song this is. That's exactly what happened to me. I went to just the deep cuts on some of those records that I haven't listened to in so long, and it came on, and it was stuck in my head for like two weeks. Yeah, the best part about it is it's it's he's singing about Jeff's students asleep at the wheel. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you know what's funny, Shane, is the whole thing that started me wanting to just kind of listen to some deep cuts. Our Kiss episode. The Kiss episode, but then once we started talking with, uh, you know, the Dream No More set, I was thinking about Prince Charming. I'm like, man, this song has gotten brought up quite a bit. I, I feel like I should revisit it, but Attitude was the song that I started with. So you went and had a little date with Reload for the afternoon? For a little bit, yeah. It was it was quite nice. I love how the, I love how Attitude starts. Mm-hmm. Two, three, four, dun, 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 dun got a nasty little riff it starts with oh great riff there's some dude there's three you have four reload songs and we're only on song 10 dude i like this yeah uh yeah well <laughs> we'll get i to love that. it dude i love it um <laughs> uh, well 11 i have my apocalypse <laughs> <laughs> jeff's gone should we refer back to last week's episode for the sixth time today? <laughs> well, everybody, you already know. 
If you're listening to this episode and you listened to last week's episode, you already know. I wonder if Camilla from Australia is still listening to us as a previous guest or fan with how much of a, uh, what am I trying to say? How much of a blank you guys got into over Apocalypse? I'm going to call it a spat. Yeah, I mean, you know, maybe after the whole Apocalypse argument, she just kind of tuned us out and said you know what delete that probably whoops i'm sorry i didn't mean to drive her away dude this set list is going to look so cool on paper yep i can't wait to see it when we post all this like every week's you know black on white sheet this is going to look cool yeah um all right number 12 uh my friend of misery yes Okay. Probably one of the coolest bass riffs intro. The song just, I don't know. I agree. Fucking, fucking great. Um, 13, Justice Medley. Wow. Can't pick them all, so just put them all in one. Just throw them all together, one big pile of shit. <laughs> all right, one big pile of shit here. <laughs> you guys know this shit? <laughs> <laughs> God, that's a great medley. Oh, yeah. Um, number 14, back to uh, the uh, the 90s, late 90s, better than you. Wow. Wow. I have to say wow again. He's definitely going to potentially take the cake for rarest set list. Yes. <laughs> I love it. Better than you. You know that won a Grammy? Yeah, I was going to say, I was going to say Grammy award winning. Better than you. And you know what's funny? How many people do you think actually know that song? <laughs> I don't even think they announced that, did they? Or did a thousand. I don't, even, I don't even think Metallica knows that yeah, song. Yeah, I was going to say. that song and you said, hey, who is this? They'd be like, I don't know, but it's a pretty good jam. <laughs> 98 won a Grammy, and I'm like, uh, did I read that right? I think it, you know I read it in Metal Edge because it wasn't even on the award show. No, definitely wasn't. They just skipped it. They they said skip the theater straight to VHS. They just yeah. went right to the magazine. <laughs> think of that record: Fuel, Memory, Unforgiven Two. Nope, it goes the better than you. <laughs> it's the most random. I don't oh, know. It just shows you the Grammy uh, committee or whatever you call them. They threw it. They, yeah, they threw a dart at at a set list, or they threw a dart at the track list, and just said, oh, "Yeah, I'll win this one." All right, that's the song. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so fifteen, we have "Trapped Under Ice." There you go, Shane. A song I still have not heard live after way too many shows. Oh, see that? Did you, so you didn't go to Orion Atlantic City? I did not. Do we have another guest that has seen Trapped Under Ice Live? <laughs> and yes. Escape. Yeah, they did the oh, whole yes. Ride the That's Lightning. Right. Yes, the Ride the Lightning album, yep. Yep, that weekend did not uh, did not pan out for me. I saw the Black Album in its entirety over in Europe during that run, but the Atlantic City did, unfortunately, did not work. And I, how did you like the, the starting with the end, ending with the, with the beginning? Oh, loved it, Derek. I was in... Um, the Horsens Denmark show, if you remember, they played at that prison. Yeah, yeah. 80,000 people just 
crazy in Denmark too. So you know, huge European crowd, largest home country. It was special, of course. Yeah, and that how they kicked off the they played. Actually, I have a set list here. They played three or four songs before they went into that. And then yeah. it was old MTV footage. Remember uh, Tabitha Soren from MTV News? Yeah, that tape was awesome, too. It went into this MTV thing, and it it kind of had a mixture. It was like a long intro video. It was like two or three minutes before the Struggle Within tape started. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they just had and it was a lot of a um, year and a half, too, in there. year and a half. It was MTV clips. It was like the clips from when... Like the midnight opening at the store from year and a half. It was a bunch of year and a half footage from one on one studios where they recorded it in Los Angeles. The awesome clips, but the intro for it was long. And then the intro tape for Struggle Within, it was looped like four or five times. So picture another two minutes. And it just built and built and built, and it was awesome. God, that just gave me chills. That was that was an awesome, awesome experience. Yeah, they did that so Sandman was, you know, like two from the bottom. Yeah. Strategically played, Mr. Ulrich. Here it is. Uh, lights, puppets, shortest straw, bells, fight fire, and then it goes into the Black Album. I think that's the exact same as they did in Atlantic City. You'll probably see that there. Yeah. Yeah, so five songs. Awesome. That black, where it says Black Album Tape, that was like a five-minute video. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So, yeah, pretty good time. Yeah, Creep into One, that's right. Yeah, after Sandman, Creep, One, Seek, pretty basic. So Trapped Under Ice, you got, what, three more? Three more, yeah. 16, Damage Inc. And then uh, going back to the cunning stunts, Bad Seed Jam into So What? <laughs> Wow. House lights still on. It's the most vulgar song. Couple minutes. So Damage Inc. ends the set and then it goes into the encore. Um I, I don't I'm not a huge encore guy. I just like how the house lights just came on though. <laughs> well that's what they that's what they did in cutting stunts, right? Dude, I love it. Right at the beginning. Bad Seed into So What. That counts as one song, right? Yeah, Bad Seed Jam was like, I don't even think they sang anything. It was just a couple riffs, large plate of few oh, yeah. measures and Loved into it. So What. Yeah. After he threw his Kleenex in the front row. Yeah. <laughs> and then to end the set, uh, Dyer's Eve. Has to. Wow. <laughs> Jeff's, Jeff's Jam. My yeah, favorite Kirk solo. Do. This is a set that might win the award for just rarest in general. Awesome. To recap, Mr. Derek from YYZ Toronto, Spit Out the Bone, Fight Fire, Creep, Prince Charming, other new song. Sing that, will you, Jeff? Whoa, whoa, whoa. (laughs) (laughs) That never gets old. Never. <laughs> it's so bad, but so funny, but Into so good. Die, die, darling. Unforgiven two. Unforgiven three. Acoustic. Fixer. Attitude. Apocalypse. Misery. Justice. Medley. Grammy. Award-winning. Better than you. 
trapped under Minnesota and Toronto right now. Right. Tape, damage ink, bad seed jam, house lights on, so what? Tires Eve. <laughs> Dude. Nice job, Derek. Thanks. I couldn't have predicted that if you gave me $50 million. Yeah, as I told you, it's a stressful afternoon. That is stressful. When you said the other new song was five, I knew we were in for a pretty good treat. I knew it would be good when you opened with Spit Out the Bone. I love when they open with, with something just just right in your face. Yeah, like Red Fan. Yeah, it's exactly what I was thinking of. Yeah, I was thinking just like Mama said. <laughs> right in your face. Talk about the cowboy hat, Jeff. Four-horn acoustic version. Yeah, all within my hands, acoustic. One hell of a dream, no more set list. At the end of uh, this season, Jeff and I share with each other our set list, and then we compare which guest uh, came closest to the two of us, and you win a little and podcast for all prize. For those of you wondering, Jeff doesn't know mine. I don't know his. We're getting there, Jeff. Another two months, and we'll get to have that episode, bro. Oh, God. I've got a surplus of surprises. <laughs> Something tells me you don't have a Grammy Award winning song from Reload on there. Uh, now, don't give it away. I'm just guessing. Yeah, no, I mean, I don't know. Maybe I do. Maybe I don't. <laughs> and for those of you still listening to this episode, Shane and I have finished our set list, and we both agreed that once they were done, we are not touching them at all. So... Nope. Once we finish them, that's they have been the same for a couple months now. When I share it with you, I will hold up my iPhone. It's the Notepad app, and you can actually see the last date that anything was altered on that note. Oh, nice, nice. Yep. We are locked and loaded, ready to go. Derek, I got to ask you, uh, after those 18 songs and your 30-plus uh, shows in your Metallica life, is there any song that you just can't stand, you got to skip over, hence the song that should not be. Um, I might get uh, a lot of flack for this, but Sad But True is my, my P song. All right. Wow. Yeah. You know what? I've seen that song. <laughs> I'm with you on that. Wow. I'm not saying I don't like it. I'm not saying right, it's right, a bad right. song. It's, it's just, just that's- out of... That's yeah, like that's the song I have to go use the. I have to go pee. I, no, I, under, I understand because I said Sandman, so wow. I get it. Yeah, it's like it's just it's those songs that you hear a lot. It's not that you don't like them. It's not that they're bad songs, but it's just like man, I could go without this. You know, if I yeah. went and saw Metallica live and I didn't hear Sad or Sandman, I would think it's a little weird, but I wouldn't be upset by any means. Wow. Yeah, I agree. It's Dude, a great song. But you got to pick one. You got to pick one. Remember when we had Dino on from uh, Shy Talica, Chicago? I do. And he said Orion. That now that's a. That, I was like, Dino, are you sure you want to go with that? And he said, That's how much I don't like that song. Derek, are you sure it is sad but true? I'm sure. Wow. I'm sure. And that's you know what? Ballsy. That is not sad, but it is true. Interesting. Jeff is locked and loaded tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love the discussion. I would I would never think that that would be a song we'd hear. Interesting. 
sad but true might be what one of those are as you call it the was it the listen breather no the listener fatigue songs or whatever yeah listener fatigue yeah that that would be sad but true as well to me they because they don't really do anything different right there's no pyro there's no drones you can still hear it <laughs> if, you're, if you're going to get a beer or something, right? You can still hear the tune, and then you get back to your seat, and you're ready to go. You're right, and you've only heard it probably a thousand plus times in your yeah, life, so it's all exactly, good. Exactly. But dude, it's just so fucking heavy. There is plenty of heavier songs in their repertoire than, and it doesn't even. I'm not even talking about like fast black. Okay, songs. okay, just play thing that should not be in its place. Hey, you know what? I like your style. I like your thinking. Now there you go. <laughs> now you're talking. Just put Dream No More in its place. Dream is starting to grow on me the last year or so. I would say with or without the the drum doodle. Without the drum doodle, in my opinion. <laughs> drum doodle oh i know that was now that we're dead not oh sorry yeah yeah sorry no as soon as you said that i jumped on i was thinking the same thing but yeah it's now that we're dead you guys have been drinking way too much yeah too much water now (laughs) i was a fan of the taiko drums they brought on a world tour with them i was a fan of mixing it up on a brand new song on a stadium tour, I was not a fan of what they played on those instruments slash triggers. Look at our cubes. It's so cool. Cubes were cool, and the actual Tycho's on the stadium were cool, but what they played, I it was uh, it, it was hard to watch. Yeah, it was it was a great idea. Like a great idea if it was if it was executed. You know what? They should have just hired Clown from Slipknot to come out and hit a keg. It would have been just as effective. Oh, that would have been a great idea. I would have. It's funny you bring this up. I talked to Lars's tech, Mr. Jimmy Clark, about this. And all their defense, when him and I discussed this, he says there was very, very little time to rehearse by the time they got those things on the stadium tour. I'm talking like a couple days before they figured out what they were going to play during that song. So they were, they were under the gun in their defense, but yeah, not a fan of what came out of that. Well, you can tell that it did, it did evolve over time, like from the first time to the very last time it did have a little bit of more of a routine in it, but I mean, it was entertaining, but well, very much so theatrically and production wise. It was cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I I think that had the drummer wise, it was not cool. Yeah, right. I mean, if they had a little bit more time, obviously, to prepare something. But Just I think mean, of what the three of us could come up with if we had those in time to rehearse. Oh, man. We could kill that shit. It would have been so cool to be able to try and pull something off like that live. And at the end, Derek and I would go, go, do, 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 da, do, 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 da, da, do, 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 da. Exactly. Hi. And that's it. <laughs> Shane would jump up on the mic and say, I think the boy wants to jam. <laughs> <laughs> I think the boy wants to jam. And then Derek goes, Does anybody else want to try this shit? <laughs> Speaking of San Diego, Derek, let's right? play another three or four hours. <laughs> Next time I'll bring another 14,000 drum kits. <laughs> Next time I'll bring another 14,000 drum kits up. And just like that, and Podcast for All turned into a circus act. You got a lot of tracks to work on after that quote, bud. Epic. <laughs> oh, yeah. Look at this shit, 
Derek, you feel like jumping in the fire with a little trivia? Do you feel like uh, naming a tune? Do you feel like naming a spoken lyric? Or you just want to hang up and enjoy a nice winter in YYZ? Um, we can do some trivia. It's little trivia. Yeah. All right. Jump in the fire trivia. Five questions. It is amazing how one of these questions ties into the entire evening. We will get to that one soon. Yeah. No pressure. All right. Question one. What is track nine on the black album? Oh my, see, this is why. This is the hot spot, the hot seat that I hate. <laughs> the spotlight's on, bro. Oh my god. Uh, Let's turn the spotlight on him real quick. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Jeff's got the iPhone flashlight going in the fucking... <laughs> Dude, you're blinding me even. <laughs> I can't, yeah. I can't. Um, uh, there you go. <laughs> it's like the interrogation room. <laughs> Is this a DWI checkpoint? No, this is jump in the fire. (laughs) (laughs) Is it uh, nothing else matters? It is not. You are damn close, though. Wolf, isn't it? Do you have any wolves in Toronto? You want me to howl right now? Yeah, give us your best Jason Newstead (laughs) S&M1 howl. You know it's getting late when we've all turned into a circus act, <laughs> right? It is Wolf and Man, nicely done. New Howell. We call this uh, hashtag Three Men and a Podcast. <laughs> Pretty much, dot dot dot. <laughs> three men at one in the morning, <laughs> right? <laughs> Jeff, you want to take question two? Yes, sir. Name one of two famous rock photographers that Metallica has used. Just got name Ross. one of the two. Ross, Ross Halfman. I go. love it. There it is. Are you ready for question three, which is going to come full circle here, sir? <laughs> All right. <laughs> Keep in mind, these questions were prepared for last week's guest, oh Mr. Tommy from Beverly Hills, who decided to name that tune and uh, spoken lyric and did not pull up trivia. So this has nothing to do from when we even met Derek. This is so funny. <laughs> the odds of this, Jeff, are unbelievable. I know. The fact that this just happened to this land on hilarious. tonight's episode. What has been Hetfield's banter over the years before starting the song Sad But True? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I don't know. I go Peter in that song. Yeah. This isn't a, isn't a banter. Uh, that's nine ninety five, please, for the beer. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we should almost give that. You want a 32-ounce uh, Bud Light in the Skydome? That'll be fourteen yeah. ninety-five. That's exactly it. Now, do you want heavy? I'll give you. We'll give you heavy. Oh, that's an acceptable answer. I I love it. There were I, before I even said it. There was many uh, acceptable answers. Do you want heavy? We've come here to kick your ass. Metallica gives you heavy baby or a happy little tune called Derek's favorite song. See, that's the banter of my cue to go. He hears a happy little <laughs> tune. He's like, yeah, I'm out. A happy little beer called Coors Light. Here we go. <laughs> Derek's like the urinal is calling my name. What are the fucking odds of that, Jeff? That's, <laughs> that's awesome. Perfect timing. 
All right, question number four. This is a true or false question. Ooh, I like those odds. Yeah, 50-50. This is like some roulette. That's how I got through high school, those odds. <laughs> Derek's like, do you guys grade on a curve? Both Jason and Kirk, true or false, both Jason and Kirk have tripped and fell on stage. True. Golf clap. It looks like we don't have to grade on a curve tonight. No. <laughs> Dude, if you played 2,500 shows, you'd trip too, I'm guessing. Hey, I've tripped and fallen on stage before in Green Bay. It was very painful, but I I, I kept going. It was that Stone Cold Soul that got y'all tripped up, right? It was something. It was that Stone Cold beer that someone knocked over. It was either our, true. Bass, our bass player or our singer knocked it over on the stage. I was jumping back up onto the stage from the barricade, and I slipped in a puddle, and down on my ass I went. I think I fell on Pizzle's pedal board and everything. Well, if we had a good stage tech, Bill McClure, he would have wiped that up before he got to that spot. Yeah, I know. Where was he on that one? Clunk. <laughs> I, I can't help to think when you say Kirk falling is when he kicked that that beach ball at that kid. Oh, that's right. Or that one, was, of, uh, one of their kids. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that was their wardrobe uh, lady's daughter. Awesome. And I not mean, not that the kid got hurt, but it, that was just no. And the uh, wardrobe lady was married to one of the tour managers or a rigger, I want to say, and that was their kid that was out during that leg. Wow. That was on Magnetic. Yeah, it was Magnetic, yeah. He kicks that thing, and that kid flew down the stairs like a football, like a field goal. It, it <laughs> just disappeared. The kid just disappeared. And it was one of those big, like the biggest beach ball that you can get that he wound up on. Yeah. I was like, hole, boom. <laughs> All right, question five, Derek. The All final right. question. You have rocked this. Here we go. Uh, there's a couple acceptable answers here. It's a little gray area. The video for Halo on Fire was filmed in what city? Uh, wasn't it, was it in Los Angeles? I'll tell you what, when you start talking gray area, I don't like those odds. Well, it just opens it up to more options, dude. You should like that. It's kind of like being graded on a curve. <laughs> right. <laughs> Not L.A., Derek. Another guess? It wasn't L.A. I thought they did the casting call there. We'll give you one more guess. This is where we grade on a curve. This is the curve. <laughs> okay. This is the curve right here. This is your mulligan, your breakfast shot. He just wants to hear the family feud buzzer for the wrong answer. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I, had, I really thought it was it was Los Angeles. Uh, technically, it was in Oakland. If you would have said San Fran oh. Bay Area, I would have been just fine with that. Cue the buzzer. Yeah, got my wish. In a, an abandoned train station in a uh, pretty grimy part of Oakland. In a really, really nice neighborhood full of nice houses, full of upstanding citizens. Uh, no, because I thought my rental car was not going to be there after the e- evening. Shane said, uh, excuse me, Holmes. Man, fuck your mama. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, I was nervous in the daytime right. where I parked my uh, Toyota, uh, what was it? No, Nissan Sentra. Hey, it's just a part of America. You don't get to see it every day. That is true, that's, Russ. That's right. That's right. Derek, how fast did an hour and 20 minutes fly by? That was so much fun. That was a lot of fun, man. You were a great guest. Thank you. Thank you guys for having me. 
thanks for coming on. Um, we crossed paths via the old Instagram. I saw you rocking Blacken and Orion. That just shows you any guest can come on a podcast for all. Rock your story. Play a little trivia. I think we've laughed 4,400 times tonight. An amazing Dream No More set list. And, oh, don't forget the vote tomorrow in voting for all. Seattle 89 versus Seattle. Ugh. Seattle 89 versus Seattle. Oh, my God. <laughs> I might leave that in there. Don't forget to vote tomorrow, everybody. In voting for all, the polls open Thursday. Seattle 89 versus San Diego. Sandy fucking Diego 92. There, I did it. Check this out, San Diego. Jeff, you got a lot of work to do because you you are the one that makes all the tracks happen, and this is this is going to be good. You're going to be living live shit for about a week. Well, I just need my list, man. We'll get started. Oh, I love it. Derek, hopefully we cross paths at a show soon. Maybe you and I can do that uh, 92 drum solo. We can face each other on the, on the white kit. That would be awesome. And then Jeff comes up, and we can go, hey, look, it's a guitar player who only plays guitar. <laughs> can play my little inspector gadget riff <laughs> that's that's right that's so that is the doodly plays <laughs> derek we've had fun man thanks for uh, checking on from toronto good old yyz and uh i think we're gonna see each other in 2021 i've got high hopes that we'll be on the rail in a snake pit or the three of us are uh, jamming somewhere around your neck of the woods. I hope so. I look forward to it. Cool. Jeff, I will uh, see you next week. I'll be up in the uh, Great White North, eh? Great White North, hey, I think next week is supposed to be like springtime up here. It's supposed to get up into like the 40s next week. Ooh, like Ninja Star Speedle weather for me. Yeah, I mean, not not quite for me, but you know, you do you, man. Okay, we'll see what <laughs> I can come up with. All right, Derek, take care, man. We'll see you soon. Thanks, guys. Thanks again, Derek. We'll see ya. All right. Cheers.